Getting buckets, who gon' give us the player to get? Do you think it's gon' be another Cinderella story? Will we see your BP? Who gon' come out the East? Who deserves to be in the summer's more? You tuned in to the hottest sports podcast out. Sit back and enjoy. Always bringing you the hottest takes. Break it down so you can relate. From the preseason to the champs, come we cover everything. Get between. Got the airwaves on lock with the best analysts in the game. Put a brand podcast on. Turn it up and let the show begin. Welcome to another episode of Feel the Burn, the hottest sports podcast out. I am the man with the plan, the host who does the most. My name is Prudencia Logan. I'm joined by my two co-hosts. Marquis Seabrook. And Kanan Dadon. And fellas, we got a we got a jam-packed show today. Let's get right into it. NBA recap. We got a lot to talk about. First round, Eastern Conference already taken care of. Three out of the four teams won in five games, and the Bucks are the fortunate team to win in four. Keenan, what are your thoughts about the East first round? Uh, I thought it would be more entertaining. Um, it was spurts in the games, you know, that was entertaining. The most entertaining series fan-wise, though, was the New York Atlanta series. It was fun watching uh, Trey Young interact with the New York fans because they was – boy, they had me ready to go out there and try to shoot a three or something. They was hype, no lie. But the East, it was it was only surprise I got at the East was Washington only winning one, especially when MB went down. And the Hawks. The Hawks surprised me. So I admit I was wrong, fellas. I apologize for bashing y'all city. Mm-hmm. Y'all took care of business for the first time in a long time. That's facts. We ain't give them so no league. Up. You said what? We didn't give them no league. No, y'all didn't. Y'all play, y'all played y'all butts off. So Congrats on it. Congrats on it. Y'all got something to cheer about in Atlanta now. Wait, 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 wait. Before we continue, Logan, you picked the Knicks. Keenan, did you pick the Knicks? Yeah, you know I picked the Knicks. You know I won't go with Atlanta. Oh, I'm fine with that. I told you, Atlanta got their big playoff win. Again, that was probably the most entertaining series easily. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really surprised Boston was even able to win one. But, hey, a gentleman sweep, still a sweep. Um, Atlanta came out, performed on the big stage. This is good for free agency going forward. Trey Young performed well. Uh, the Hugh uh, Herder, they played really well that series. New York's this uh has struggles trying to score. Uh, Julius Randle went from most improved to role player real quick, but um, uh, very big series for the for the Atlanta for Hawks. Now they got a big series coming up against the 76ers. That is true. They do have a very big series against the 76ers. But I think the Hawks have a chance. I mean, considering that Embiid is hurt. And they say it's a slight tear in the meniscus. Keith, have you ever teared meniscus before? Out of all the things I tore, I never had a slight tear to meniscus. However, with a guy that big and uh, moving all of that weight, I want to see how well FB will be able to play through a series. It's, it's different going in a game, but in a series of seven, uh, you know, the rest will help them for some point. But if Embiid is not who Embiid is, this actually goes in favor of the Hawks because I really feel like Embiid is probably their best scorer um, when you terms of just one-on-one, go get a bucket. With uh, Embiid being hurt, this is a very favorable matchup for the Hawks. That is true. And there were some there were some good games in the first round. You know, Tatum had 50. Uh, he put the team on his back. Uh, if Jalen Brown wasn't hurt, it probably would have went six instead of five. 
Probably would have won six. You know, Jalen Brown's a – you know, Kim, and then Kemba missed the last two games. We got to be fair. If the Celtics were at full strength, it probably would have won six. Um, Jalen Brown, yes. I don't know if Kemba really made that much of a deal. Anyway, <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks, they dominated the Knicks. The Knicks led for a quarter and a half of the entire series. Out of five games, one quarter and a half. Um, Julius Randle, he put up good stats as far as how he had five double-doubles. But the Knicks don't have no playmakers. Knicks don't have no playmakers, and that was a problem for a lot of the teams in the first round that lost. The Knicks, the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics. Well, who does this, uh, well, the, the Wizards have Westbrook, but their team's just not good. Uh, I think Washington also shot bad the first couple games. Yeah, they shot horrible. Yeah, you can't have Bertans out there 80 mil and can't hit a three. Yeah, especially, I mean, we probably talk about the Knicks for the simple fact it was more entertaining than the other series for the most part. Um, it felt like the shots that Randall was taking, you know, while he's been, you know, playing well, early in the shot clock, like maybe even get close to the rim to get those post moves. It seemed like everything was a very contested shot for the most part. Like, I'm pretty sure as Hawks fans, at some point he was like, you know what? Keep shooting and keep shooting, Randall. Please keep shooting. We will, yeah. we will give you the ball. We will not forget deny ball. Give him the ball. Like, it, it almost felt like it was a benefit for him to touch the ball the later the game got. Yeah, the Knicks needed Derrick Rose to play like he was before. MVP Derrick Rose. Um, and it was too much. R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, they had a good regular season. Just were bricks in the, bricks in the first round. Hawks took care of business. Now we have an interesting second round. We have the Philadelphia 76ers against the Atlanta Hawks. Keenan, what is your thought process around this series? What do you think the Hawks are – do the Sixers have a chance without Embiid? Yes, they got a chance because of – I think Ben Simmons still play a good role and Dwight Howard role has to step up more, which I think he's been helping their team, like, just from the sideline, just being a veteran, veteran big man, especially with Embiid. Um, I think they – I think they got a chance. I think this the Hawks' best chance, though, to make it without Embiid because I don't think he's coming back. I don't know if I would risk him playing, you know, because, you know, his future still – because, like you said, the meniscus on the big guy – I know what they feel like. It's hard to come back from. You know what I'm saying? Multiple knee surgeries. But this this tough to come back from. So this is the best chance for the Hawks, but I got Philly, Philly and seven. It might go seven. Philly, Philly and seven. Keith. Keith, I have um, a question for you. Go ahead. I have a question for you. So a lot of people are saying that the East is really a three team race between the 76ers, the Nets, and the Bucks. Without Embiid, and if the Hawks make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, do the Hawks have a legitimate chance to make it to the finals? No. So you think not. So you no. think whoever wins between the Bucks and the Nets will take care of business in the in the Eastern Conference Finals? Hundred hundred percent. It's no, it's no, and it's it's no shades to the Hawks. I just think that they have to go over an obstacle, a uh, learning pain. Um, to get there, and most importantly, is if it's a one game, maybe it's something different. You know, anything can happen in one game. But usually, for the most part, in a series of seven, the better team wins. If you look at the Hawks versus the Bucks, or even the Hawks versus the Nets, you're not going to sit there and be like, "Hey, the Hawks are better than either of those teams." They don't have the firepower yet to be able to compete offensively, in my opinion, to be able to do that. So, uh, you know, like I said, for I think Atlanta's biggest point going in, of course, is to win. However, let's make us a little more marketable so we can go out and, and team up Trey Young with somebody um, with somebody else. I think that's the Hawks' next step going forward. 
so that they can become, I'm going to say a powerhouse, but more of a contender in the East for a finals. Give me your prediction. 76ers, Atlanta Hawks. What do you think? <clears throat> I'm going to be biased here. I think when your best player can shoot, you take it. So I'm going to take the Atlanta Hawks in six over the 76ers. I don't, I really don't think Embiid, I, I feel like Embiid will miss game one. And if Atlanta is able to steal one in Philly and be able to come home, I think Atlanta has the opportunity with the crowd, the momentum and everything to be able to steal two games in uh in Atlanta. But I really don't think Embiid, Embiid is going to miss one of those first two games in my opinion. And Atlanta just has to make the most of an opportunity. I think <clears throat> I think it is probably gonna miss the entire series. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm gonna take the Hawks. I had the same prediction as you had Hawks and six. Keenan, I want to come to you right quick for the next for the next series, the Bucks versus the Nets. Do the Bucks have a big three? They don't have a big three. They got a big youngest. That's what they have. <laughs> it's a big youngest. Um, to compete with Brooklyn, I think I think Milwaukee has the best shot in the East to compete with Brooklyn, to be honest. Um, I, this series, I think it's going to go seven because unlike Boston, Milwaukee does play defense. Um, Giannis... Youngest and KD tends to go in when they play each other. Uh, I think they had a 40-point game against each other last time they played. I think both went for like 40 or something like that earlier earlier this year. The youngest KD matchup gonna be gonna be great. Drew Holiday gonna make it tough. He's gonna make it tough on whichever guard he holds, especially if it's Kyrie. He tends to do he, he, he do pretty well against Kyrie. Harden gonna be the factor. Uh Militant gonna have to. Don't have to step it up defensively. But yeah, it's gonna go seven. I won't be surprised if Milwaukee can beat me. I really won't be surprised. I'm taking Brooklyn in seven just because it's still KD, Harden, and Kyrie. And you have to show me that you can stop them. I believe Milwaukee can contain them. But I think I won't be surprised if Milwaukee sneak them and put them out because young it's like youngest is. He's finally doing what he should have been doing, playing inside in the paint. Let uh, Drew Holiday, let them bring the ball up for him. Uh, adding the P.J. Tucker, the Bobby Portis, the Holiday factor, they all tough. Youngest ain't got to be that tough guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need them tough guys on your team. Them Draymond Greens of the world kind of Not saying he's just tough, but, you know. And P.J. Right. Tucker is definitely there. Bobby Portis is known for knocking people out. And so, a fun yeah. fact about Bobby Portis is he led the league in three-point percentage in the NBA this year. So They too. And he's been playing defense uh, with Milwaukee. So it, they got the best chance of putting out Brooklyn. This is the best shot. I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee, if Milwaukee put you, it up. You got Nets in seven. I got Nets in seven, but I just won't be surprised if Milwaukee beat me. All right, Keith, I have a question for you. If the Nets don't make it to the finals this year, is it – a failure. Yes. A season. Yes, 100%. It's a hundred and it's a hundred percent. Now, you have to understand with the reason, the reason I'm saying it's a, it's a, a failure of a season. You have a great free agency signing. You have Kyrie Irving. Let's even take it a step back, a step back further. Before the bubble, you had a chance to compete to play in the playoffs, right? With that, and then your Kyrie does not play in the bubble. You come back the next year, you get Kevin Durant, right? You're winning all these games with a mixed match lineup, meaning all your big three does not play. You get James Harden, another great one-on-one -on -one scorer. So the argument of help here, give up, let somebody else beat you, you have literally three of the top six scores one-on-one -on -one in the NBA, right? On the same team, you go the entire season 
for the most part, not playing with each other, having success, right? Every For the most part in the East, it was Milwaukee. And then once you get Kevin Durant and you add James Harden, those are the top two. When you're a top two, top three team going into a season and getting, getting in a great addition in James Harden, it's no way possible that not getting to the not getting to the finals is not a disappointment. So in my opinion, yeah, it's a complete ferry with the with, just for the simple fact you have of the of the firepower you have on your team, you cannot not at least the minimum get to the finals. What's your prediction? I'm saying Nets and six. Nets and six. Nets, Nets and six. I do think Milwaukee, I do agree with Keenan. Milwaukee probably, in my opinion, has the best chance to beat Brooklyn. Um, if you literally go down the list and you say, I guess, big three versus big three, you're never going to, I would never choose against the more talented scoring team. Because, you know, while the game gets slower, you play in the half court, when you have the ability to take, basically take turns. Wherever it's hot, you 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 know you take it. I don't see why you would take you would not take the Nets in this series. I think I think the bench for Milwaukee to push it to seven to have a shot. The bench of Milwaukee is gonna have to show up, which I think they could. Um, like you said, it is hard to stop them three, but if you can get one on the court with the bench that Brooklyn got, I like Milwaukee bench better than Brooklyn bench at the end of the day. Um, I don't know about the failure aspect to go back to that question. Um, would you say it's a failure if they if they can make it to the finals and lose as well? Mm, no, I, I think feel it's, it's more, I feel it's more respectable than losing in the second round in the East. In the East. I think it takes time sometimes though for like when you get a team together. In my opinion, I feel like like I always give them a year under they built together. I always give them a year. That's just my opinion. So I don't know if it's a failure, probably a disappointment, but not a total failure. Okay, I think so it, go ahead, Logan. I think it would be a failure if they didn't win the championship unless they lost to the Lakers. And it doesn't look like the Lakers going to make it out, but we'll get over there in a second. Uh, so, yeah, Eastern Conference, let's go over to the West right quick. We got the 4-1 Utah Jazz over – the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant he had an incredible performance in one of these games, 47 points. But overall, Donovan Mitchell returned. Utah was too much. Um, Keenan, Utah has a chance to make it to the finals this year? They actually do. They, they play Donovan Mitchell playing out of his mind right now. Um, I think Dylan Brooks woke him up with that one game that Dylan Brooks had. It was like Donovan Mitchell is a whole new man out there, so this is the best shot for Utah to make them. This is the best shot this year. If they don't make it this year, I don't know if they're going to ever make it. But Mike Conley's injury is going to hold them back, in my opinion. Peace. What do you like about Memphis? Memphis, Memphis, I guess, in a sense, takes after City. Like, I don't think anybody really in their mind said Memphis is going to win the series with Donovan Mitchell in the lineup. However, you know, they did fight to the literally to the end. And I feel like they took after like that Memphis coaches to like a small port where it's like, even if you even if we might be the underdog, we're not going to go out here and get swept. We're going to every game is going to be tough. Like I'm pretty sure Memphis, Utah, Memphis gained Utah's respect. Even though the series was what it was a five ended in five, right? Memphis Utah knew that they was there was you can't give Memphis hope. And for the most part, they didn't, you know, once Donovan Mitchell came back, they didn't give him too much hope. And, um, you know, I'm really – it's going to be really interesting to see what Memphis is able to do next year going into a see, you know, where they can, I guess, add to to be able to say, you know, let's we're, we're building on something positive. So, um, you know, Memphis gains – I think they gained a lot of people's respect in the way they fought. John Morant, is he real quick? Yes or no? Is he a superstar? Yes. Yes. I think What's he will be a superstar, but I can't give him the superstar. Not. Him Everybody can't yet. be a superstar yet. 
Everybody can't be a superstar. There's too many. In the there's there's too many superstars in this league, man. Everybody everybody that's really good can't be a superstar. He 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 he's a superstar. He's so how many? Super, wait wait wait. So how many superstars you think is? There ain't that many as you think it is. He's a superstar. We'll go. We'll 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 go down the rest of the West. We'll get to it. Next series, number two, Phoenix Suns, three two over the defending champion Los Angeles Lakers. Game five gave them a true shellacking. No AD, he's injured. He may play tonight. We'll see. Uh, LeBron, eighteenth season. The rest of the Lakers, a bunch of duds. A bunch of duds right now. Is it? Is this a tarnish on LeBron's legacy if he loses in the first round for the first time? He's fourteen zero in the first round. Is it a tarnish on his legacy? Keenan, is it a tarnish? Not in my eyes, it's not. Is is not a tarnish for younger generation for objective people. Let's put it that way. No, if you've seen this series, if you live this series, you see what has happened this this year. Period. You cannot blame LeBron for this. Um, this this if they lose tonight, this is not all LeBron's fault. But we also know it's a generation that is going to use it against him. Right. Very, very easily. So, and wait. I mean, in Jordan's first three seasons, he only won one playoff game. He got swept in the first two rounds of the playoffs both times. I mean, all, all three rounds, except that one his game. Fault either, though. Except the one game he lost, but they don't speak on that. Do you think the Lakers pull it out tonight against the Phoenix Suns? I think it goes seven. I do think I do think the Lakers will win tonight. However, I'm not very what's the word? I don't have a lot of confidence in game seven. Well make your pick, man. What's the pick? Lakers tonight in Lakers will win game six. LeBron will have a very spectacular performance. The role players will do something. They will play to their part. However, big time players make big time plays in big time situations. I can't sit here and be like, I trust the Lakers in the seventh game on the road in Phoenix. So I will say Phoenix in seven. Especially with AD more than likely not playing. Phoenix in seven, having to have two miracular. I said it right? Probably. Uh, Two spectacular performances by LeBron James. He's older. I'm rolling with the Lakers in seven. You got to count on the King. Keenan. It's hard to bet against LeBron. It's hard to bet against LeBron. And they waiting. The Lakers, they rope. The problem is they waiting to get this 16, in 2016, LeBron. And they not trying to show up for him. And now I think he feel like, okay, I got to I gotta do this again. So he's going to come out like in 2016, LeBron. I got Lakers in seven. It's hard to bet against him. I'm sorry. Lakers and seven is what we believe. We believe in LeBron. The next round, I mean, next series, excuse me. Number three, Denver Nuggets over the number six, Portland Trailblazers, 3-2. Game five, 55 points from Dame Dollar and a loss. CJ McCollum steps out of bounds. Denver takes the win in double overtime. The game's on right now. It's 22-22 to in the first quarter. Do you guys think Portland pulls it out tonight? And who wins in game seven? Go ahead, Keenan. I'm sorry, Michael Porter Jr. got 17 of that 22. What is going on? Um, I think Denver gonna win tonight. Oh, uh, they, they can be a letdown when your star player does all that and you lose. I think they can have an effect on your mental as a team. Um, I hope Portland can push it to seven, but I got Denver tonight. Especially if Michael Porter scoring 17 points in the first quarter like this. Case? I think Port- I think Portland, Portland's at home. Uh, I think Portland pushes it to seven. However, I do think that Denver will win the series. Um, like you said, it can be very like that's demoralizing to have 55 and lose in double overtime. And the, just to look at the shot difficulty to get in the overtime, in double overtime, 
and to lose the way that they did, um, I mean, if I'm Denver, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Like that's one of your, that's like getting a, taking a right hook and you know your legs getting a little, little loose and you still be able to take it and somehow you survive to make it to the bell to get to the next round. Like that's that was a, a, a hell of a punch by Portland. But I think Denver wins this series. You think they win tonight? No, I think Portland will win tonight, but I think Denver will win the series. If I'm, watching, Denver, I'm watching this game you, right now, man. It's zero defense being played. Porter just hit another three. He's got 20. And then Carmelo comes out, hits a three. Portland's up three, and Porter scores again. 22. This game is electric. They can't stop him. Uh, I think Denver's going to win tonight. Watching this game. I think Denver's going to take it home tonight. And then they will play the winner of the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. We all think Denver's going to win. I think that was. So we go yep. to Denver. We got one for the Suns and two for the Lakers. Does Denver beat either one of those teams? Not without Murray. Not in my mind. Not without Jamal Murray. What if the Lakers don't have AD, though? They got LeBron James. I mean, <laughs> yeah, LeBron. Without without Jamal Murray, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough without Jamal Murray. He's a I battle think Dame, though, just battle Dame fifty five. Jokic had thirty seven. If Denver don't win tonight, Denver ain't going to the next round. If they don't win tonight, if they, if they go to seven, Portland gonna pull it out. You think I so? Denver, yes. If if Denver don't win this game tonight, Portland gonna go to the next round. Denver got to win this game. Like, that's why I'm picking them. But if they lose tonight, it's over. But I don't think neither one of them will beat the Phoenix Suns or the Los Angeles Lakers. Not, not in this round. Case. I think, well, my pick last was the Phoenix to win in seven. However, I think Denver will win this series. So basically, I'm saying Denver versus the Phoenix. Yep. Um. I think Denver can actually win the series, but then I'll be lying to myself too. So I think I think Denver won't beat Phoenix, especially if Chris Paul is able to get a couple more days and come back. I will say this too. This is Chris Paul's best chance to get to a finals. LeBron would be out. It's a good chance that Denver – I'm not Denver. Uh, we'll talk about it in a minute, but Dallas has the opportunity to close out in their next game, I'm not going to say the other teams have role players, but in terms of elite superstar powerhouse teams, these are winnable matchups for the Phoenix so that Chris Paul can at least say he got to a finals. That is true, and it will be interesting to see Chris Paul, if that does happen against uh, potentially James Harden in the finals, that would be some good basketball, some good TV to watch. Um, we'll go to the next and final series in the first round, 3-2. It's a very odd series. The away team has won all the games. Dallas Mavericks over the Los Angeles Clippers, 3-2. Luka Doncic last night, 42 points, 40 points in three quarters. Had a, had a rough fourth quarter, but Dallas is able to pull out the victory. Uh, Kawhi takes a horrible shot. A, I don't know, a boneheaded shot at the end of the fourth quarter, uh, airballs it, and Dallas was able to secure the win. Uh, Luka Doncic just had a very bad turnover that the Clippers almost had a chance to change the momentum of the game on in the final seconds, and Terrence Mann showed his, his uh, inexperience and coughs it up. So... Going back to Dallas, Keenan, do the Clippers have a chance to win this series? That they have a chance because if you watch last game, Luca's gonna do what he do. It's just Luca. It's just being great. The Clippers play horrible. The Clippers beat themselves uh, last night. The Clippers beat themselves when Paul George went out with their four foul. Rondo came in and threw like three turnovers. Then Kawhi started turning over. Then they put Paul George back in. He turned the ball over before he got his rhythm back. The Clippers beat themselves. 
Luca had Luca's gonna do what he do. The Clippers, I think they kind of found a way to kind of minimize the others' impact. But those Dallas Mavericks, man, them others, they stepped up defensively for um for Luca, which is what they need to do. But if the Clippers win, Clippers win the series, Clippers gonna win the series. If I'm Dallas, I'm not letting that go back to um I'm not letting that go back to LA if I'm Dallas. At all. But you know I'm always gonna stick by my guy Kawhi, so. Here's the here's the here's the crazy part. I think the Clippers have the opportunity to win the series, but I think they need to. It sounds kind of crazy. I think they need to stop worrying about taking necessarily Luca out the game mm-hmm. and or role players, you know, Hardaway and them. I think if they're able to minimize them, that's their that'd be their key to winning the series. Right. Because, uh, like, like you said, for the most part, I mean, Patrick's not guarding him. Rondo's not guarding him. Paul George isn't going to guard him. Guard them well enough to, you know, et cetera. Luka's going to finish with his numbers. But I do think in order for them to win, they had to make sure that these pieces around Luka don't get their numbers for them to be able to compete down the stretch. And that's what happened. And that's what happened. Hardaway ended up getting 20. Hardaway and Luka was the only two in double figures. Like, Porzingis had eight points. Porzingis had eight points. Like the Clippers, if the Clippers can't win and there's two players who who have double digits, they just curse, man. Their organization is cursed. <laughs> here's a here's another fun fact: the Los Angeles Clippers haven't won a home playoff game since 2017. Aside from last year in the bubble, they have lost eight consecutive home playoff games. Curse organization, man. So, on that note, Keenan, Clippers and Mavs. You know I'm going. I'm going to stick with Kawhi regardless. Huh? Kawhi and seven, not the Clippers. Kawhi and seven. All right, Keith. Um, while I like seeing Luca play. I don't think the NBA needs the Clippers to be out. Therefore, I'm picking Dallas <laughs> to win. Uh, they play tonight, don't they? No, they play tomorrow. Tomorrow. Dallas will win. Dallas will win the series. Okay. I am also rolling with the Dallas Mavericks. I think they close it out in a six. Uh, and I think the Clippers blow it up in the offseason, get rid of everybody. Um, and if the Lakers do not win the first round, I believe the winner of this series will go to the finals. So you better pay for your Luka Doncic NBA finals. Luka Doncic versus the Brooklyn Nets. That's going to be a very uh, entertaining series. They can't, guard them. they can't guard them either. So I think. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, you're going to see 120. The Dallas Mavericks are about to go on a run, but we'll see. I don't think Dallas can beat Utah. We'll see. We'll see. Donovan Mitchell versus Luke is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Ooh, it's going to be fun. Donovan Mitchell versus Kawhi and friends would be fun. We'll save our predictions for the rest of the Western Conference Finals. But one thing, which team has the best chance to make it to the finals out of the West, Canaan? Phoenix. 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 Yep. Phoenix. I agree, Phoenix. I think uh, at full strength, the best team would probably be the Jazz. But I say currently in its current position, the Dallas Mavericks have the best player in the West, and they're gonna roll to the uh, to the NBA Finals. So. It's a lot of fun basketball still left. A lot of basketball in the East and the West. We're going to jump over to football right now. Yes. Football. We got some football, man. We got some big news. Wide receiver Julio Jones wants out of Atlanta. Keenan, where do you think Julio lands? I'm, I'm not even sure. Um, if, I was, if I was Green Bay, 
So P's Aaron Rodgers, I'd be trying to get him to go with Devontae Adams just for the Aaron Rodgers sake. If I was Green Bay, that's what I'd be on the phone doing right now. Atlanta wouldn't be going to bed until I get Julio Jones if I was Green Bay. <laughs> oh, that's why I would like to see him, though. So um, is that the team that should be calling the most, the Green Bay that's Packers? Who should, that's who definitely should be calling the most. Where do you think he lands? Oh, I think he's going to go to the AOC. I think New England. He's going to end up going to New England. That would be fun. Some way, somehow, Belichick just is going to sneak up and grab him. The rise from the ashes. Yeah. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Keith. Yes. What are your, what are your Julio predictions? <sighs> Unbiased, right? Unbiased. I'm biased. I don't think the Patriots are going to get Julio Jones. However, I do think for Julio, I'm going to, I'm going to speak as I'm Julio. If I'm Julio, I want another guy. I want a guy on the other side of me, right? So, to me, that leads Green Bay, the Chargers, and the Titans. Now, the next question is, what's, get, what team gives me my best chances to put myself in position to get to a Super Bowl? Well, if I go to the Chargers, I got to deal with Patrick Mahomes twice. If I go to Green Bay, I got Aaron, I got the best quarterback, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, a rookie, Devonta Adams. Okay, I can do that. Or I can go down south. Or I go come to Nashville. A.J. Brown, a king in the backfield in 22. Probably the weakest division outside of the Colts. I think I would choose the Colts. You're going to get better weather than Green Bay, less competition the than the Chargers. Or the Titans. No, I'm saying go to the Titans. Your only competition would be oh, the Colts. Yeah. If I come to Nashville, better weather than Green Bay, easier than the easier than the AFC West. With a with the best fantasy football running back and King Henry in the backfield, yeah, I think I could do that. With AJ Brown across from me, oh for sure, I'll go to Tennessee. I hope they don't appease Julio Jones, and I hope they bring him to the Chargers. Another receiver, Keenan Allen, young stud Justin Herbert, the most yeah, be nice. The most money to throw at him. We have the most available cap space. It would just be a changing of the guard if Julio Jones just came out to play for L.A. Oh, it would be a beautiful day. Beautiful day. So we got Green Bay? Tennessee. Kenan? Or you think Tennessee? Kenan. For me? Yeah, for you for Kenan. Uh, I would like Green Bay, but I, I think Tennessee. Honestly, I'd go to the coast if I was Julio, but that's another. <laughs> I'd rather have the coast. So, defense. Green Bay, the Titans, and the Chargers. Watch Julio. Chargers nice. You said the Patriots. You said the Patriots. Oh, yeah, the Patriots. Green Bay, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Titans. Belichick. Belichick. It would be interesting if Julio didn't land at either one of these teams, somewhere like. Baltimore, maybe, or the San Francisco 49ers were mentioned. Um, but, yeah, it will be very beautiful to see where Julio lands this offseason. Uh, Falcons. Falcons. If you're the Falcons, listen very closely. I'm going to speak facts for you. I understand it is a money situation. If you send Julio inside of the NFC, you will be flogged for this pick in years to come, especially if that team goes to the NFC Championship. Make it better. Unless they have some type of package you just could not pass on, it is no reason you keep Julio in the NFC. There's no reason. Send him to a conference. As a matter of fact, look on your calendar. If the team is on your calendar, he ain't playing for them. You don't trade him there. It's that simple. <laughs> don't do it to yourself. Right. Did the Patriots play the Falcons this year? 
I think we played a- <laughs> Chargers played them last year, so we're gonna play them play them again for another three years. Don't be but- dumb. Don't send them the ball tomorrow either. Just don't do it. <laughs> send them to the Chargers. We're gonna move on from this right quick though. Got Julio Jones next. We will talk about one of the greatest athletes of all time. Tim Tebow. Signed Bro, as a start. tight signed as a tight end. Don't start. Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and now there's news that Urban Meyer is saying we might use Tim Tebow like Taysom Hill. My dreams are coming true. We love Tebow. This is a Tebow podcast. Keith is, is a false. huge Keith is a huge oh, Tebow fan. I, I am not. And it's strange. It's strange why I like Tebow so much. He played for the Florida Gators. He played for the Denver Broncos. It doesn't make sense. Bad Tebow mania. Tebow that Tebow mania. It's two types of people. You either love Tim Tebow. Or you hate Tim Tebow. There's nobody in between. Keith, we'll start with you. Tim Tebow, does he make the roster? And does he throw an NFL pass this season? It's very simple. The answer to the question is yes. He will make the team. (laughs) And he will definitely throw a pass. The better question is, this should have been the question. Is he going to make the team? Is he going to make a block? That's what the question should have been. Is he going to block? In the Does goal Tebow line. Throw or catch a touchdown this year? Both. Yeah. Both. That's, the, that's the crazy part. I believe it. I believe it. You you will not sit here and tell me he does not get at the minimum five opportunities for a for a goal line pass. And I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be and surprised in week one. Pass and run for a touchdown. The return of Tim Tebow. If Tim went, listen, Tim Tebow does that, just turn off all ESPN, Bleacher Report, Hustle Highlight, turn all the notifications off because all you're going to see on your timeline Tebow, 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 Tebow. They thought LaMelo Ball went crazy. Tebow, Tebow, get a game with two touchdowns in it. Don't even get on. Don't get on social media that day. If you make a 50-yard catch, don't get on social media. <laughs> I might sacrifice part of my fantasy team this year just to have Tim Tebow on the roster. Do it. Do it. I might just he's do that. Win. I might do He's a winner. He's a winner, yeah. man. Bro, you he's can't a winner. You, Logan, you can't sit here and tell me Tim Tebow is a tight end. Tom Brady fell off a cliff eight years ago, and Tim Tebow should have been a starter then. But that's a completely – I'm joking, people. I'm not – I'm kidding. We love <laughs> no, Tom Brady. Not. We, we no, love Tom Brady. No, no, no. We love Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. Tom Tebow should have been a starter in New York, though. Yeah, he definitely should have been a starter for the Jets. Jets probably would have right. won three championships by now. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> we're getting we're getting outrageous here, man. We're getting outrageous. Playoffs. Come on now, we're getting real outrageous here. T. Urban Meyer might as well just said, "Look, I want Tebow. It's good. It's good exposure. We just put him whenever. There's no reason he's not going to play. But I don't see he's not going to get eighty snaps at tight end. You want to know? You want to? You want to know what I think is hilarious? There may be a couple of games to begin the season that Trevor Lawrence might struggle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gonna hear that rumbling? You gonna hear that? <laughs> you gonna hear that rumbling? Um, he gonna come up like a shark. T-bow. Hey, <laughs> and the Trevor Lawrence era could be done just like that. Hey, bro, if Tebow, if they let's say they're getting beat by 20, because it's very possible. And instead of going to the backup, you see number 85 at quarterback. Isn't Tebow's jersey number 85? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> come in to play quarterback for, for, for a series. Because the crowd, is, it, you know, it'll be, it'll be similar to Boston chanting Taco 
when the game is out of reach. Yep. That's, yep. What it, that's what the, that's probably the best the best analogy to be. Well, what happens when he come in that series? They get beat by thirty. He throw a touchdown. Oh, I'm telling you, don't get don't just put mute next to oh, House of Highlights, ESPN, <laughs> all of it. Bleacher Report. Just put a, just put a, just mute it. It's gonna get bad. I'm telling you, it's gonna get bad. Logan, I give you one even better. Did you see Urban Meyer re, uh, recent post on Twitter? What did he say? The renovation, the renovation in Jacksonville. <laughs> It's Tebow time, baby. It's Tebow time. I'm telling you, it's going to be bad. It's going to end up bad. I'm going to give me a Tebow jersey. Do, do you love yourself? You yeah. have to get a Tebow He's jersey. a Florida man. Of course, I'm okay. still buying. Okay, but, bro, they might as well just gave him 15. They should have. Forget Gardner Minshew. Just give him 15. That's only a matter of time. They're going to trade Minshew. He's going to be back. Minshew might as well. Minshew honestly might have said, can you just release me? Let me go try to play. Let me go try to the quarterback room in Denver or something. <laughs> no, let me, let me go to Green Bay. They're turmoil. <laughs> just, just, just get me out of Jacksonville. Or even go down to Miami and be a backup until Tua gets hurt or something like that. Come on, bro. Facts is facts. Come on, man. I'm telling you, they're going to be down 20, and the crowd is going to do it. In the, he's in a state where he played, where he was almost God himself. A national champion. Brought them championships. Yes, sir. You can't sit here and tell me the fan. They might be up three and struggling. And somebody drunk after drinking four Bud Lights before the game and six during the game is going to start a Tebow chant. One bad series, all it takes. One bad offensive series, he going to be <laughs> Don't let them start one and four. You already know when you turn your TV on. Is it time for Tebow to get a chance at quarterback? You know what's going to come. I can't wait. I can't I wait. I cannot either. wait. And you guys, we're going to transition. We're doing a lot of transitioning today. Uh, college basketball. I'm a casual fan. You know, I watch during the March March Madness. But you guys, you, Keenan, Keese, are both Duke fans. And your boy, one of the greatest coaches of all time, Coach K. I'm not even going to butcher his name today. Coach K is retiring after this season. How does it feel to have to lose a legend? To lose a legend such as Coach K. You want to go first, Keenan, or you want me to go? You you got it, bro. I'm speechless, bro. It hurts. So I was at work, and when I saw the ESPN notification, I had to kind of like wipe my eyes because I didn't truly believe it, and was like. And then so I tried to imagine myself Duke without Coach K. And it really never – it still doesn't, like, click. Like, wow, he's not going to be the coach after this year. However, you have nothing but respect for Coach K. He's done a lot for just college basketball. He's done a lot for the Duke program. Uh, for basketball uh, in general, I would right. say. And yeah. one of the most coveted coaches, basketball coaches, period, NBA – or collegiate, um, help coach USA teams, couple gold medals. It's going to be um, it's going to be a good sad, if that makes sense. It's going to be a good sad. It's going to be like you know, thank you for the memories, but we're happy to see you do something else in life, whether it be you know something smaller in coaching or just enjoying life in general. So. Uh, like, like I said, nothing will ever beat those days where Duke and North Carolina were playing in the last game of the year. And, you know, you see Coach you see Coach K and you see Roy Williams and you just like – it gets you amped up as a fan to have two legendary coaches, you know, going to battle and then realizing, you know, one leaves and then another one leaves after. It's like, you know, the rivalry is always going to be there because they're rivals, but it's also like the coach's character and their – 
charisma also added to the experience as a fan. So uh, thank you, Coach K, for all the memories, the championships, you yelling and seeming so unemotional about getting the best out of your players. Um, you know, thank you so much. That's all I can say about it. What about you, Ken? Like you said, thank you, Coach. I feel like I played for him. That's <laughs> everything did, man. I'm gonna miss. I'm just gonna miss this this look he be giving with that one ring showing, and he just looked pissed. I'm gonna miss that look, man. Um, like you said, you said everything. It's gonna be a good say. It's gonna be hard to say goodbye. It's gonna be hard not to see him on the sideline after next season. I'm happy he's able to go out on his own terms, though. I'm happy. I'm happy about that because most older guys, he's older. Sometimes they don't get to go out on their own terms and they forced to quit early. So I'm happy for him. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, whoever we're gonna be the coach, John Shire. I'm excited to see um what's gonna happen with Duke once he leaves because he created a program, he created a powerhouse, a system. I mean, it's hard to think. It's hard to think like to see Duke without K over there. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm happy for him. Thank you, Coach K, the GOAT, the greatest coaches of all time, man. Well said. Much respect to Coach K. Unfortunately, we have to talk about this next thing, uh, our final topic of the day, the fans. They've gone crazy. Russell Westbrook, popcorn thrown on his head, leaving the game with an injury. Trey Young spit on it in New York. Um, the fan who ran on the on the court the other day in the middle of the game. And then uh, Utah, John Morant's parents uh, facing the racist, uh, racist comments. Uh, there's one more I'm missing. That's sad. There's one more I'm missing. But still, it's like, uh, everybody's been cooped up uh, from the pandemic <laughs> a whole year. Most things without fans, um, empty stadiums, virtual virtual fans showing up on TV. Um, have people lost their minds? Like, what is – so, obviously, that dude who ran on the court, he was doing it for attention, trying to get his fame. But these other incidents, you know, uh, no home training. Uh who got hit? Kyrie got hit in the head with a water bottle. Boss. There was one. You don't throw a water bottle at somebody, you know? You don't go to a game and just be like, yeah, I'm going to throw this water bottle. That's, that's, that's not a, what a regular person, a common sense, a smart person would do. Obviously, these people are not smart people. Uh, yeah, so what are you guys' quick thoughts on the fans? It makes no sense. So I think fans have to understand while you can be diehard, you also have to understand that you have absolutely no input into what happens. And when I say that, meaning it is okay to be sad because your team lost. It's yeah. okay to be upset that your team lost. But it's a line that you just don't cross as a human being, having respect for other humans. We are – this is the only – industry where you can go and watch somebody else do their job and cheer you have to i mean spitting you wouldn't spit on somebody without without the fear of consequences when you're on the street that i mean that's literally fighting people die over somebody getting spit on for you to have the courage to spit over somebody else in front of you to try to hit a player like what do you get out of that? Outside of an ass whooping. It's just that simple. Throwing a water bottle on a player. The game is over. First of all, you really shouldn't have you really should have been surprised that y'all y'all were losing. That's number one. Right. You should have went in there and said it's a good, it's a it's a 98% chance we wasn't winning the series. No matter what courage is stepping on the leprechaun or whatever, you have no right to go and do some of these this is beyond home training this is fans really feeling like they are part of the team and we we might need to get to that point like we need to let fans know we thank you for cheering for our teams for adding to it the experience 
but you don't do that to people in general. Because if you was in the simple, if you was a, a player, how would you feel if somebody trying to spit on you while you trying to play a game? How would you feel somebody throwing a water bottle at you? I mean, people just is is really dumb. You should they need to literally just go ahead and let players boop boop boop. Sleep. Take it back to Detroit. Take it back to Detroit. (laughs) I know it's not a good look for the league, but you gotta stop letting these people think that they they know they the players won't get to them. They feel protect they feel more protected than players feel. And I feel like we need to fix that issue. Go ahead, Keenan. Um, like you said, they they just being ignorant, man. It's stupid. Like they only doing it because they think a player not gonna come up there. If I was the NBA before every game, I would show a clip of Indiana and Detroit, showing Ron Artest running up there, whooping the fans, showing Steven Jackson running up there, knocking fans out, showing Jermaine O'Neal making the dude leave in the stretcher. Because I like these are athletes, man. Like they doing their job. What if they came, like you said, what if they just came to they work, they place of work and just spit on them? Like, they really cows. I don't know really cows because they only doing it. Yeah, security going to step in. Police going to help me out. Like, they not even built like that for real. It's going to come to the fact where, like, if it keeps going on, they going to hurt themselves. And it's going to either go back just strictly virtual or <laughs> only nosebleed seats. And then everybody going to be pissed. Like, you got to be smart in there. Like, I don't know. Like you said, how did the players go through and just whoop them? Just take a timeout and just set up a boxing ring real quick and let them work. Because they, be ne- they need it. They honestly need the ass whooping. Hey, that was a great episode, fellas. We talked about a lot. NBA, we talked about a lot. NBA playoffs. Talked about a little Julio Jones. Talked about some Tebow time. We got into the to the nonsense of the fans that has been that has been occurring in the NBA playoffs so far. Fans, if you're listening, stop being idiots. It's that simple. Watch the game, enjoy the game, experience the game, go home. Go back to, you know, sports aren't life. Like, you don't participate. These are these people's jobs. Let them do their job. You don't want somebody coming into the Home Depot and spitting on you or hitting you in the head with a water bottle or coming into your office and dropping popcorn on your head. So let's be respectful. Let's be mindful that these are still people, that they have families, that they are fathers, most of them, uh, sons, brothers. Be respectful. Let's be mindful. Uh, Fellas, that was Phil to burn. To burn. I got a hot take. I got a hot take. Earlier this week, I have what's the word? I've changed. You said what? Come to realization. I've come to a realization. I'm gonna say it real quick. I've changed my fanship in the NBA uh, for ten years. At least I've been a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, holding out hope uh, that the team will change. And I realized that they will never change and that there's no other fans around and that I'm cheering for nothing. The players are not as good as advertised, and I've really been let down over the years. So I've decided to become true to Atlanta. I'm a Hawks fan. I'm going through your process to become a certified Hawks fan. (laughs) And hopefully the Hawks fans will accept me for my nonsense for saying that the Knicks will beat them in six. Um, (laughs) We'll get over that. For the record, I love love Iso Joe and Josh Smith has always been one of my favorite players, but that's irrelevant. You can follow me on Twitter at Prudencio underscore Logan and on Instagram at Prudencio.Logan. Keenan, where can they find you? On Twitter and Instagram, big with two Gs underscore K64. That's on both Instagram and Twitter. with two Gs underscore K64. Keys. You can find me on on Twitter at just underscore Keys underscore 
and on IG. Keys. <laughs> two Q's, two U's, two I's, two S's, and an underscore. And I'm you can go like to boat. I'm going to change my name now. <laughs> and you can find us, the podcast, on Twitter and on Instagram at Fill the Burn Pod and on YouTube at Fill the Burn Podcast. Fellas, another great episode of Fill the Burn. Let's keep it up, man. The hottest sports podcast out right now. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and like. And remember, Fill the Burn. Thank you guys for tuning in.